Campbell Digital Network. Jackie Knight is the head athletic trainer for the Fighting Camels. She started her career working with Hall of Fame coach Wanda Watkins for a couple of years before getting promoted to the head AT job for a relatively new Campbell football program. Jackie is now one of the longest tenured faces for Campbell football and handles over 100 student athletes along with her support staff. Let's learn more about the head AT for football and a Star Wars fanatic. We'll get into that later in the podcast. Miss Jackie Knight. When I came to my interview, they're like, yeah, in the next five years, we're going to start football. I was like, oh, awesome. I love football. That's like what I want to do. But I was interviewing for women's basketball. Um, and so, you know, I get here like three weeks later and they're like, yeah, we're starting football next year. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that that conversation really sped up. So, um, I, you know, I kind of made it known that that was what I want. I mean, football's always been my passion. I loved working with women's basketball. Um, you know, Wanda was the coach at the time. She was awesome. The staff was awesome. But football's always been my passion, and so um, you know, I made it known. And then when they started football, they did not give me the job. Right. So, um, so I just kind of you know waited out and kind of did kept doing my job, kept doing what I was doing, and then kind of it, it eventually happened. I moved over to football eight or nine years ago now, um, and I was promoted shortly thereafter, which was exciting as well. But um, you know, I kind of was a part of the beginning, though. I mean, I was a part of planning this facility. Obviously, I would have made this athletic training room a little bigger than it is, <laughs> but I mean, I was a part of all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, when when they first started, they had some guys on campus that started working out, even though it wasn't like official. Right. And I was kind of taking care of them as well. So I mean, I worked with Coach Steele when when it was first started. He was like the only coach on campus at the time. So I was kind of working with them. So it was kind of interesting to see it from the beginning and see kind of how it progressed, and then now where we are. So certainly, a lot of people see the on the field product of the hundred plus players, the coaching staff, things mm-hmm. like that, but. For you guys and your athletic training staff, I mean, my gosh, from spring practice to to the fall to the summer, I mean, you name it, it's, it's a 24-7 commitment, and there's always something going on. That is very true. I mean, it's unfortunately Division One athletics is, is 24-7, uh, 365 nowadays. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things we kind of know it going into it. You know, when we hire people, we kind of make sure they understand how college athletics is going to work. And, and some people realize that it's not for them. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things you have to understand that the, the nature of athletics in general, but also football, um, you know, we work a lot of hours in a short time period and then we get a little bit of a, a little bit of a break and then we work a lot of hours again and then a little bit of a break, you know, whereas, um, some other sports they have, they work a lot of hours, but it's spread out a lot differently. Um, and you know, it's just kind of how it is. I mean, during football season, we literally work seven days a week. Um, and that's just how it's going to be. And that's how it's always going to be. And I I mean, we don't really complain about it because I mean, that's the fun part. Um, so you just kind of get used to it and kind of keep on the grind and realize where your place is in the, in the kind of the team and in that atmosphere and try to keep the guys as healthy as possible. I know in the big picture, a lot of conversation around the NFL right now is concussion protocol Mm -hmm. and head and player safety. And I know that definitely trickles down to the college level when you guys are conversing with, with coach mentor and the staff and stuff. And what, what are kind of those conversations like about obviously, and it's not individual cases, Mm -hmm. but just kind of preserving kids' safety and understanding there's a lot more to it than maybe what they see or what they can diagnose right away. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA has done a really good job with that, and they have some requirements now um, for especially the Division One universities, and kind of what they have to do. We have to present our protocols and get it approved or not approved, and we were approved this year, so that was exciting. But, um, you know, we, we go through and we have to kind of talk to the coaches, football specifically because it is a contact sport. Um, but surprisingly, you know, our numbers concussion-wise are not as high in football as they are in some of our other sports. Just, 
I mean, you have that the safety helmet, which doesn't prevent everything, but it sure. does help. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we talk a lot about it and about, you know, kind of what we can do to prevent and how we can take care of the, the athletes as best possible. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure we have all the protocols in place, all the plans in place to do what we have to do for the student athlete, but you can't prevent everything. And so really it's just kind of being prepared for when it does happen, what do we do and how do we handle it? Um, and the coaches are excellent. They don't, they've never tried to fight me on it. You know, they'll ask questions and I'm fine with that. You know, I understand you want to know what's going on. Um, but they, they don't ever try to fight me. They don't ever try to argue with me. And and that makes my job easier. You know, I've worked with other coaches in the past at other places and seen other coaches and hear my friends talking and Mm -hmm. they don't always have that. You know, um, I say I'm pretty fortunate that, you know, here football coaches are notoriously difficult and here I don't really have that problem. Um, so it makes things a lot easier. They, they will ask questions and want to know what's going on and then, okay, you do your job. Just let me know when he's ready to go. So it makes things easier, for sure. <laughs> I know fans and, and people like us see these kids develop from freshman to senior, let's say. I think for you guys it's kind of unique because you're literally working hands-on with yes. a lot of these kids from the day they step on campus. Yes. I mean, I've seen some of them, you know, 17, 18 years old to 22, and um, a lot of them you, you see that maturity. And thankfully, most of them <laughs> grow up. Some of them never do and probably never will. But, um, yeah, you see that maturity, and it's really good to see, you know, some of these kids come in as freshmen and are like, oh, man, I don't know how, I don't know if this kid's going to last. Um, and then, you know, eventually they get there, and, and it's it's really good to see to be a, a part of that. And obviously I, I interact with them at a different level than the coaches do. Um, and some of them I see a lot more than others, unfortunately. Right. The ones we get to know really well, that, sadly that means they've been in here a lot. But, um, you know, it is it is interesting to see. And then when you see them kind of start to leave, it's it's sad to see them go. But at the same time, you know, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna do something. You know, you it's interesting to see kind of what they do in the future and how they grow as adults and and men and you know all that. Whereas when they first get here, they're they're definitely little boys. So <laughs> they don't like that. They'd probably be really angry for me to say that, but yeah. that's true. It's a lot of coddling early, and then it they is, kind yeah. of learn their way. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you you get yeah. a lot of those where I mean they've never done anything for themselves. I mean, literally, their mom has made every appointment for them, has taken them to every appointment, had, like. Me saying, yeah, you just got to make an appointment with the doctor is like foreign language to them because they have no idea what that is. That Hopefully by the time they graduate, they figured it out. But, you know, you just never know. It has to be fascinating, too, on game day because obviously a lot of people see the, the risk getting taped and, and kind of the simple things mm-hmm. like that. But there's an entire process when we're on the road with you guys. We kind of see it more firsthand. But yeah. just from the four hours before the game until the three or four hours after the game, where it's, a, it's an entire process to make sure these kids are ready to go. Absolutely. And I mean, our process starts usually a couple days before. Now, obviously, if it's um, a longer trip versus a shorter trip, it changes things a little bit. But I mean, we have things packed up usually by Wednesday um, where we pack our trunks up. And there's some last minute things that we have to add late. But um, I mean, we have all our trunks packed. We have most of our bags packed. We're ready to go. Um, and then, you know, kind of getting it on the bus or on the truck from there. And then, yeah, I mean, we're there at least four hours before every game setting up water, getting the field set up, getting the locker room set up, you know, all that stuff, the things that people don't see. And then and then we start with the taping and the treatments and, you know, getting them ready to play. And that continues basically until the game starts. And then, you know, from there on, it's basically management. Yeah. There's a lot of us running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Um, <laughs> hopefully not on the field. Right. But the sideline stuff, I mean, there's a lot of running around just because that's just what we do. We have to be ready and be prepared for anything. 
Um, and then after the game, yeah, they're just kind of waiting until they're done. So sometimes we're waiting for them to finish with you guys. No, it, we, we were as guilty as anybody. Is uh, oh, that kid's got to get his ice on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. sorry, we'll uh, we'll yeah. get finish up the interview. But no, I mean we understand that. So there's there's a lot of you know waiting to interview, waiting to be interviewed, or they're talking to their parents or whatever, and we get it. But sometimes it's like, all right, I'd kind of like to go home now. I've been here for eight hours already, but. No, we, we understand. I mean, honestly, game day is my favorite part. That's by far my favorite day. And, um, you know, I don't hate practice or anything, sure. but it's just the excitement of it and the intensity of game day is, is the best part. So For you guys as well, because, and for a little inside the scoop here, when you're on these hotel trips, you sometimes get a little banquet room mm-hmm. to do treatment, rolling, you know, therapeutic stuff, you yeah. name it, for every little part of your body. Mm-hmm. How is that set up like? Because you're cramming 20, 30 kids into a little room and you have maybe 30 minutes late at night to get everyone stretched out and ready to yeah. go. Um, we travel everything there, too. So we have a separate trunk that has our treatment stuff in it. Um, and, uh, you know, we we basically, whatever Katie sets up, that's what we do. And she she's done a really good job of asking, like, is this enough space? How many beds do you need? You know, what, what, what do you need? Um, and, but sometimes they're very, very small rooms. Other times we've had some pretty large areas where we were spread out. <laughs> um, those are nicer, honestly, when we have a little extra room, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we do whatever we got to do. And I mean, we're there usually for an hour or more, um, because they're finishing up their meetings and stuff. So we just kind of wait for them to come in and whatever they need, we try to take care of. But by that point, it's really more just recovery and making them feel good until game time, basically. So it's a lot of that. And sometimes we do it the next morning, too, before if it's a later game. So, Jackie, have you ever had an experience of, and sometimes you see athletic trainers who hold gummy bears in their packet or little snacks that they'll yeah. feed kids. Is there anything like that uh, over the years for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've had some of that. Sometimes it's for us, honestly. But, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you know, we've had some kids that have had diabetes or have had, um, you know, hypoglycemia or something like that where they might need something, um... So, yeah, we have, like, I have peanut butter crackers on my desk most of the time, just in case, you know. Like I said, sometimes I eat them, but just in case. Um, but, yeah, we always have little things in there. You know, you never know when, when you're going to need it, when they're going to need something. Sometimes, you know, blood sugar can drop, or they're just, all of a sudden, they're really hungry. So, you know, we try to be prepared for a little bit of everything, and that includes snacks. I know in college you were a two-sport athlete, which, one, is Crazy. impressive. <laughs> and just tough to imagine, given how yeah. things work out Well, now. it was a little but, different then, honestly, oh, but true. thank you. <laughs> but And then, too, you also did some work in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. What kind of led you towards the athletic training round? Um, I mean, I kind of always knew I wanted to do something medical. Uh, I didn't know what it was, um, and I, I mean, I loved sports. I played sports growing up. My dad was a coach. My brothers played sports. I mean, I was around it literally from the day I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I wanted to combine those two, and originally I was kind of thinking orthopedic surgery, but I realized, you know, I don't want to be in an office all day long. And I don't want to be in school that long. But I don't want to be in an office all day long. And so, um, really, for me, I kind of wanted to, to combine it. It was my dad who suggested it when I was in high school. He's like, why don't you look into that? I didn't really know what it was because my high school didn't have one. Sure. I don't even know if they still have one, honestly. Um, but uh, so I just kind of started looking into it a little bit. And then I realized, yeah, that's perfect for me. I get to be on the field. I get to, you know, be around sports. I get to do the medical thing, help athletes. Um, and it just kind of stuck, and I, I haven't changed my mind since. So I think I think it's going to stick for now. Over a decade later, on the football side mm-hmm. of things, I know you said game day is an awesome moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're kind of locked in and focused on kids and making sure everyone's staying healthy and getting yeah. treatment. But what is that experience like for maybe you and your staff? Because you see the game totally differently than yes. what we see it from. Yeah. I mean, some days we barely see the game, honestly. I mean, I'm... 
because I'm, you know, the head athletic trainer with football, I mean, I'm, I'm on the sideline more so than maybe the rest of my staff. That's just, we all have different duties that we do. Now there are times when I'm going to be back looking at somebody or whatever, but for the most part, I kind of stay and follow the ball. And then when someone gets, gets injured, I run out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very different. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes you, you don't really see much of the game because you're busy doing stuff, or you might see bits and pieces, or you might be watching something that's happening in the backfield when someone scores because, hey, he's down, and i got to wait until they can let me go out there. Um, but it's, it is, it's a different atmosphere, and I think most people don't. They just think we're down there like having fun watching the game on the sideline, sure. and that's just really not the case. Um, it, it's really intense on the sideline, um, but there is a lot of, I mean, fun. I mean, it's still a game at the end of the day, and for the most part... The guys have fun. Obviously, losing is not so fun, but, you know, I mean, when you score, there's a lot of that excitement and that energy, and, and you know, you feed off of it as well. Um, but it's it's different. And we were talking not too long ago that I've actually never seen a college football game from the stands. Hmm. Um, I think maybe once when I was in high school, but since then, like, I, I haven't. So I really don't know what that would be like, honestly. I've worked college football my entire, most of my career. Yeah. And even when I wasn't working football here, if I was at the games, I was on the sidelines helping anyways. And so it's crazy. I'm like, I don't even know what I would do in the sands. Like, I, I feel like I'd be a nervous wreck because I'm like, oh, I should be doing something, you know, instead of just sitting there enjoying it. So, but it's it's different for us. And I, I don't think if you've never been in that position, I don't think you would you would get it um, because it's it's different. We're always kind of nervous and excited <laughs> and waiting until we have to do something. But at the same time, you know, the atmosphere it 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 definitely it's different. I'm curious for you as well. You get to help out with the College Cup, mm-hmm. kind of overseeing as Campbell has bits and pieces yeah. mixed in and. This past fall, you were able to help out at the championships and all that experience. What is it like when you just get to interact with different training staffs? And obviously you see them week to week when teams come in, but just to see that high level of competition and to kind of have your part Mm -hmm. in that experience. It's definitely unique. Um, You know, for the the College Cup, from our standpoint, we don't do a whole lot of actual athletic training work. We're really just like setting stuff up and then waiting until someone needs something. Yeah. Um, So it's very, very odd from our standpoint. Like, I want to do stuff, and I'm like, wait, no, this is not my team. They don't need me. They have people, you know. Um, But it it is. It's interesting to interact with some of those big schools um, and and see how they run things. And um, I I haven't really worked soccer a whole lot in my career, so seeing kind of how soccer is done versus football or basketball – but yeah, I mean, it, to see kind of the, the level of athlete that can make it to that point, that they're they're literally playing in the national, like the best of the best in the national championship, is really interesting, and see how they interact with their athletic trainers, because we kind of stand back and just watch. Um, but it, it's interesting. It's really it's really neat to do, to, to be there and to do that, um, and just kind of see that national championship moment, and hey, you know, never know, one day maybe Campbell will be there, and... We can be cheering them on instead, oh, instead be, of watching. That'd be neat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll jump on that plane with you. Okay, we go all right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, you're, we're in the field house right now, mm-hmm. and I know you spend a lot of your time here yes. with the football team, but I, I'm always curious, especially from your perspective, when you're working with these coaches and working with these athletes, you see them all the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. What is that camaraderie like with the group? And obviously some days are more stressful than others, yeah. and, you know, especially if a kid's got to get healthy and play or whatever. Yeah. But what is that relationship like with, with this coaching staff? Uh, well, football is unique in that there's a lot more people involved than other sports. So just athletic training alone, I mean, there are six of us, six athletic trainers that work with football. Um, now, obviously, we do help out with other things, and, you know, we do cover cheerleading as well and whatnot. But so the six athletic trainers over here, I mean, we're together a lot. And so when we're interviewing people, we're like, okay, listen, you got to be able to handle all of us all the time because we spend a lot of time together, especially in the fall. Um, but, you know, with the coaches, it, it's... It's definitely a different, different atmosphere. Um, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond to a female here because some people just have never experienced that. 
But thankfully, I mean, from day one when Minter got here, um, he was just like, hey, you're my person. We're, we're going to do this. And we've developed a really good relationship. Um, we work really well together. Uh, he knows that I'm I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to tell him exactly what I think. Yeah. Um, I think that took him a little bit to get used to, but... Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a shrinking flower, so I'm going to tell you what I think. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to know, maybe don't ask me, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've developed a really good relationship with the coaching staff and I know that I can go to them and this is what's going on and be honest, like, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. Um, and this is how we got to get this kid ready. Um, there's been numerous times that I've gone to them and said, listen, he's fine, but he needs a break. He needs a rest. Can we give him a day where he can just rest? I don't care which day I don't, you know, yeah. we just, he needs a rest and, and they will find a way to make that work. Um, because they know that that's not something I'm going to ask them all the time. It's not every day that I'm just trying to get kid, kid a break. Um, and so, you know, we've developed that really good relationship with them too. And I mean, I do think a lot of it starts from the top, obviously. Minter and I have a great relationship and I mean, they see that and it kind of trickles down from there. But, um, and with the players, I mean, my first year, I, you know, you can ask some of the guys that were here, I put my foot down and I put it down hard. I was like, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> and and they, they were just like, whoa, okay, calm down, you know. Um, but I want to make sure they understood that, you know, like, you're not going to walk all over me just because I'm a girl, you know, and, and they haven't tried, you right. know, I haven't had any issues really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the bad guy sometimes and that's just the nature of my job. But, um, I think by now the guys know that I'm always going to be here for them. I'm going to do what I got to do. If that means I'm coming in after hours or middle of the night phone calls, they're threatened that it better be an emergency if it's the middle of the night. But I mean, they know that if that happens that I will answer and I will help them, um, and now, I mean, unfortunately, as much as I hate it, I'm kind of the mom here, and I, <laughs> I don't want that but, because I don't feel like I'm old enough for that, but unfortunately, right. that's just kind of how it is. And so, I mean, naturally, when they're sick, they come into me. They'll walk by literally all the rest of the athletic trainers and come to me. I'm like, all right, well, okay, what do we, what do we got to do, you know? And as long as the um, list's not 100 people long, you know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think they realize what we're here for, and I think we've proven that we're, we're going to do what we have to do to help them. We're not just going to sit them for no reason. That's what most, of, like the freshmen when they come in, that may be what they experienced at their high school. And I want them to understand that that's not how it's supposed to be. I'm only going to sit you if I have to. And so I, I think, you know, kind of building that rapport and having some of these old guys are like, no, Miss Jackie, she's got, you know, she's got you. Just go talk to her. And that's helped too. Not to get too technical uh -huh. with you guys, but I know there's been some big advancements in this building yes. with ice baths and chambers and mm -hmm. kind of uh, recovery stations and whatnot. And yep. There's a whole bunch of jargon and lingo that we can get into, <laughs> and that would take 45 yes. minutes. Yes. But just in terms of the overall athlete development and rehab and things of that nature, I know there's been a huge emphasis from Campbell into that. Mm -hmm. How does that kind of dynamic work? And I guess, too, you know, how does that help the kids just to be able to have more equipment at their hands to do that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's made a huge difference. I mean, obviously, we're, we're realizing more and more the importance of the recovery and what you have to do to recover. Um, you know, back even years ago when I was playing, it was like, well, you know, you just don't practice for a little bit. Like, you could take the night off and get some sleep. And, and now we're realizing that there's other things that we can do. Yes, that's still beneficial. Sleep is very, very important. That's a very underrated thing mm -hmm. that people don't realize. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of other things we can do to help. And, I mean, I think, um, you know, our administration is realizing the importance. I mean, they, they got us the, the cold tub, that permanent cold tub, which is huge. Before, we had a little little single-person one, and then during preseason camp, we had plastic tubs that we were filling with ice. And yeah. that was a job in and of itself. Um, Dragging those behind the stadium yeah. and all that. And then having to fill up the coolers every day and all that. Um and change out the water because it got super gross every day. <laughs> but, um, but you know, what I mean, it, it's it that like they put the money into that. We have Ultra G. We have one here and over at McLeod. I mean, that's another tool that it's not really for recovery, but for some of those guys that maybe need to be running but 
can't really take the pounding or they're recovering, we can put them on that and they can be, um, you know, they can still be working out but not have that kind of stress on the injury. Um, and then we have all the Normatex, the recovery boots, all that, you know what I mean, right. all that stuff. I mean, those are expensive. They're not, none of this stuff is free. And so, you know, to see that the administration realizes the importance and they've put money into that um, to help our athletes recover. And it's not just football. I mean, that's for all of our athletes that, you know, they're, they're, they, I think they realize the importance and what we can do. And our athletes are now starting to understand um, the young guys. It takes them a while because, again, sure. most high schools don't have that kind of stuff um, or they maybe didn't have the, the resources to utilize it or there's too many people waiting in line or whatever it is. And now they're realizing, oh, hey, that can help. And that feels that feels good. I feel better afterwards. Um, you know, I mean, I think there's still a ways for us to go and unfortunately it's all money related, Sure. but, but I mean, we're, we're definitely headed in the right direction and, you know, our strength staff has been excellent with trying to help utilize that as well and kind of stressing that and our coaches are stressing it and, um, and, you know, the athletes are starting to see the benefits. I realize that it's impossible to manage all these different sports and you have a lot of help in doing oh, absolutely. it, but just in terms of that group, you know, you mentioned the six here mm-hmm. and of course you have head athletic trainers with different sports mm-hmm. and their responsibilities. How is it like trying to manage or just kind of oversee an entire athletic department's training staff, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, we are at 16 now, including myself. When I first started here 13 years ago, there were five of us. Wow. Um, now, granted, we did not have football or lacrosse at that time, but, I mean, it, there were five of us. And, um, you know, so we've grown a lot in the, over the years. And, you know, honestly, I rely on my staff a lot, especially my full-time staff. Um, Troy Solly is a head athletic trainer, works with men's basketball and golf. And I mean, he does a lot. Um, he does a lot of things that I don't even have to ask him to do. He just kind of handles it. And that makes a huge difference for me. When I first kind of took over, we didn't have some of that. And so I was handling a lot of stuff on my own and that was difficult doing that and managing football. But sure. now, I mean, we, we have a lot of different things that, you know, different staff handle. So I don't have to. So, you know, we have someone that handles our insurance coordination. And so instead of me doing all of it or each person trying to handle it and have no idea what they're doing, she handles it. And like ordering that's handled by somebody, you know, things like that. I have people in place now that can handle those things and that makes my life easier. Now I kind of just have to kind of coordinate and oversee and let them handle it and put out fires when needed. And, um, you know, it, it helps me because originally it was taking me away from football a lot and I didn't like that. Um, so now I'm kind of able to do more of that um, with football and kind of be more hands-on like I want to be. I guess finally, just looking around your office, there is <laughs> memorabilia and Star Wars uh, figurines and yep. big plush toys and, and things of that nature just sprinkled everywhere yes. in this place. seems like you have quite the interest in the Star Wars series. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You mean the large droid sitting on my desk didn't give it away? <laughs> um, I just like toys in general. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars... Um, is is something I just really enjoy. My dog's names are actually Chewie and Jabba. Um, and, um, I mean, I have to just embrace it. And, honestly, I will say that this is pretty much all of it. I don't really have anything okay. in my house. This so isn't, it's not, like, the sample size. No, of no, 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 yeah. no, it's not. It, people don't believe me, but I swear there's really literally nothing at my house. It's This is all here. Um, and most of this, I haven't paid for the majority of it. Most of this has been presents or, I mean, I've literally had an athlete be like, Hey, I got this. Like, look, look, you want it? You know, someone, a cheerleader a few years ago got a Happy Meal toy and he brought it to me. He's like, I just figured you'd like it. And I do. It's sitting on my desk. So, (laughs) um, yes, no, I, I like Star Wars. Um, in case you couldn't tell, people always ask me, but I'm like, really? You don't see the 4,000 things sitting behind my desk? I'm talking about babies.